you're listening to, son. I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. That's my purse! Get my purse! I don't know you! That's my purse! That's my purse! I don't know you! Purse! Now! That's my purse. Don't be afraid to shout it. That's my purse! Try it again. All right. You didn't say we Matanye. Oh, we Matanye. <laughs> That's my purse. <laughs> What's up, Tony? What's up, Joe? Uh, I'm just here today to record an episode of the Texas State Boggle Champs with you. Who yeah. Who yeah. Yeah. I don't so, think there's uh, much Peggy time on this episode, though. Nah, well, I mean, she's, you know, kind of got a mission she's off to do, but, you know. Cool. So, uh, Order of the Straight Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some factoids with this one, I believe. I think the guy that played John Redcorn was the yeah. original voice actor. At the end of the episode, it does pop up on the in the credits a screen that says this episode is dedicated to the memory of Victor Aaron. He was the original voice of John Redcorn. Uh, but he died September 4th, 1996, which was five months before this came out. Yeah. I like how you say the word sacred. You need to write that down. Sacred. <laughs> sacred. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, um... If you haven't noticed, this is a King of the Hill podcast. We do these. It's fun. It's me and Tony. We're going to joke around here. We're going to have a good time. You don't know who I am, but I know where you live. So don't forget that when you're listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are covering the season one, episode three episode called mm-hmm. uh, The Order of the Straight Arrow. Yes. We Matanye. We Matanye. Yeah. God damn it! Give me them, them spirit sticks. <laughs> <laughs> what were they like, Slim Jims? But we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, so uh, in this episode, we're gonna learn a little bit more about some of the hobbies that you know Bobby has, Bobby's hobbies, <laughs> um, and Hank's pranks. <laughs> Bobby's Hank's hobbies pranks. and Hank's pranks. Nice. Yep. And uh, Dale's fails. Yeah, Dale bails too. Yeah, he tries to bail, <laughs> but Bill kills. Yeah, Boom Boomhauer explains, but nobody understood a word he said. Yeah, but he shows off his boom power. Oh yeah, yeah, you know he's the man. He's the man's man. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to start this episode off there with a little bit of a bang? Yeah, a little bit of a bang. Wait a minute. <laughs> you talking about the bang energy drink or? Oh no! I wish I had one of those right now. I'm just drinking oh, water. Oh, I got you, man. Yeah, I'm going in dry. So <laughs> we got a uh, we got a cold opening here, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So what? before the refreshments even get into it, what are, what are the guys up to? Well, they're standing out in the uh, the alleyway, um, reminiscing a little bit about uh, you know their time when they went on a camping trip. Because they're about to take, you know, Bobby and Joseph on a camping trip. Yeah, so this is uh, just something that, I guess, Hank's boy and Dale's boy, Boomhauer being childless, Bill being childless, make sure that they're included in this whole trip because 
they previously went on this trip at probably around their kids' age. Yeah, and um, they they're reminiscent about how their dads played pranks on them when they were young boys, and you know, uh, Cotton's there, and uh, it's actually the only time in the entire series you see Bill's dad too, Eric Bill- Dotrieve. Yeah, you see uh, uh, Boomhauer-looking dad here, too, which I have no idea. Yeah. He does kind of <laughs> look like... They all look like... Everyone looks at them except Hank. Like, Cotton doesn't look like Hank at all. No, not at all, but uh, Cotton only being, like, less than four foot because, you know, his shins are taken away from him. So. Yeah, by the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like when uh, the boys find, like, a bottle. Um, I'm going to play this clip right here for yeah. you because it's, it's kind of it's cool, like... It shows the, the very early foundations of their alcoholism. Oh, yeah. No, Snipe, I heard my dad talking to your dad. So what are we doing out here? We're going to get snackered. I tell you what, boy, man, I want to get all messed up. They just pollute our mind. It's like three sheets of dang old wind, man. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yo, I grow up, I'm going to drink this stuff every day, just like my dad, and fly jets and maybe even be an astronaut. I'm going to live in London and be a rich millionaire and have people killed. (laughs) I'm going to sell propane and propane accessories, if my grades are good enough. (laughs) So, yeah, we get their childhood dreams. Um, And it's really funny because what they're drinking is, Captain Colonel's Bloody Mary mix just add vodka, so it's completely alcohol-free. Yeah, and honestly, they, they kind of make the Winston face, like, you know, taking their first swig. Yeah. And uh, Dale being the conspiracist talking about killing people and living in London. So that's, I don't know if that's foreshadowing anything at all. Yeah, Bill's going to drink it every single day. And he uh, it's funny because you know, when they go back to the alley, because it flashes back to the future, uh, Hank's just standing there, yep, and Bill takes a drink and like just looks totally depressed. Yeah, I think even Bill said that, uh, and he was staring like intently, and he was like, I'm so depressed, I can't even think. And as soon as yeah. he said that, it like cuts into the intros with the refreshments. So, we get kind of like that you know, I don't know when we really find out how sad Bill really is of a character. So far, he seems like he's been pretty, uh, you know, on his shit. But we're going to find out in the future. Yeah, he's got, some, it, he's got more issues than National Geographic. Which I don't see if you see me pointing behind me, but I got him going back to 1941. Yeah, that's a lot of encyclopedia there, too. Well, it's not exactly encyclopedia, but National Geographic is... Uh, Probably a boy's first uh, show to uh, the yeah. undergarments of a lady kind of thing. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the indigenous yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, the tribal. <laughs> we Matanye. Definitely we Matanye. So uh, right after the refreshments, you get uh, Joseph and uh, Bobby or, you know, Dale, no power tools. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> and they're walking around with a little drill. Yeah, they're both like uh, jousting with these uh, power drills, which are corded. And then they get yanked back, kind of like a dog leash. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get, um, you know, the, the the adults talking about how they want to play pranks on them. And uh, I love Boomhauer's idea. You got that in a clip? or uh, I do. I've seen it. Yeah, go ahead with it. Faking that dead arm. i tell you what you do, man. A dang old hand and a water trick is going to work every time, man. You just put it in up water like that, and it don't, it's, it's been a whole dadgum day like that. Clean up that dang old pee-pee. 
Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> clean up that that daggone peepee. <laughs> Hand in a water trick always works, man. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as as we're talking here, uh, John Redcorn walks up, um, completely just like not really caring about what they're doing. He, you know, what he's there for. He's there for Nancy. Yeah. Um. So here comes a uh 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 oh, her healer. So you know, Bill yeah. has to speak up to kind of cover cover up the. I guess the the falseness to it, but yeah, uh, Dale, Dale completely oblivious goes like, "Hey, we can ask John Raycorn what his people does, you know, yeah. for their rituals." And he said that <laughs> goes into how their rituals are sacred. Yes, yeah, sacred. <laughs> but I like um before that, as he walks up, um he's like, "Yeah, I'm going out of town this week," and John he's like, "I'll take care of your wife for you." He goes, "Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's not what I was asking, but okay. I'm glad she's in good hands." Yeah. <laughs> That's not awkward at all. Yeah. Yeah. Hank Hank's basically uh, asking them, you know, what do they do? So it cuts to where John Redcorn does that always epic with the yeah, wind, the wind in the blowing, hair, yeah. wind blowing in his hair, it's you like, know, like the, the pan flutes and stuff. Yeah. You know, with those people talking about the spirit bags and the great spirit women, Tanya and yeah. Although he calls it something else, and then Hank just like, oh, oh, I get that, okay, uh, Wee Matanye. Yeah. <laughs> just completely, like, discredits all of, like, you know, the seriousness nature of this. Yeah. So, uh, they were trying to figure out how they were going to do that, and I think one of the things was, like, the spirit bags or something. Yeah, Bill, yeah. Bill like, volunteers so, his ex-wife's socks. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because, like, he took the socks in the divorce or whatever, so yeah. when she plays tennis, you know, she'll still get blisters. Bill, do you think she's not bought another pair of socks after six years? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, dense. I know, but, just like, damn, yeah, they're, they're They're actually trying to get this stuff planned out, and, um, yeah. you know, the boys are doing a practice tent sleepover thing, so uh, Bobby starts to uh, explain that they're going to be on a trip and that they have their badges. I think one of the badges is a sewing badge. Yeah. Goes, and it just like I'm falls I'm going to put off. it right here next to my sewing badge. And then as he says it, the badge falls off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he was ex- such a good gag. Yeah. So uh, they're playing with the flashlights and asking how about, you know, how much it is hotter than the sun. So they kind of stick the flashlights in their mouth. And when they do, they kind of do these fake swear words. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and then Peggy, Peggy. like <laughs> busts in. I know, I know an F word, but I'm about to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> oh fudge. <laughs> I, I was about to say, um, uh, uh, I don't remember what word he says. Yeah. Like forget about it. I think. Yeah. For yeah, the New York, right, yeah. Uh, the forget for, about it. Yeah. It's just like, mm-hmm. and then Joe's is like, your mom's really cool. She smells like Miracle Whip. Yeah, the miracle whip part. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's an odd thing to say to somebody, but yeah. okay. Is that from making the sandwiches? Nah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Peggy gets tasked with, uh, you know, getting all the equipment ready, getting the boys ready for their overnight trip, also with Luann, and are getting all the valuables together. And we see here from the previous cold opening how Eustace. <laughs> More up. like useless. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah. he's got to hand Randy off to you know to the guys for the weekend, and uh, they're they're basically saying you know that his play on his name useless. Yeah. You know, 
and uh, the guys are really just ragging them on. But I think we find out later what Eustace actually does for a living. And then yeah, he's look, a patent lawyer. Yeah. Luann's got some kind of uh, trip to go to go see her mom. That's you know scheduled to see a court appearance. Uh, okay. Actually, it's just an arraignment. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not even the you know the full the full shenanigans that yeah. her mom's into because they you know in the previous episodes they alluded that she flipped the trailer upside down and over Some real a, stories of the highway patrol. Yeah, over a quart of beer of all things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Luann has to leave. This is gonna render uh, Peggy um, by herself at the house. Which yeah, Peggy's really getting like get out of my house. Like tell everybody, she's trying to kick everyone out. Yeah, and she's really got the house robe and playing it off like she's going to have a relaxing weekend, you know, without yeah. the boys. So, but she's scantily hurried up and loaded the tr- uh, the trunk of the car. Yeah. Shuts the trunk and goes, hurry up, boys. And then, of course, the car doesn't want to start. Yeah, and then they had to pop the clutch to start the car, which yeah, is even which, funnier. Which is even funnier because it's an automatic. Because yeah. you can't pop a clutch on automatic. Because I'm looking at it, and Hank's like there, and the shifter's like right here. This is like a three on the tree. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and the um, the fact of the car, I guess the car trivia in, in the early episodes, like Luann was well-versed in uh, car parts, and it, it appears that so is Peggy in this episode a little bit. Well, about there's only one the piece of car trivia that matters in the show. I know what's wrong with it. It's a Ford. <laughs> You know what they say Ford stands for, don't you? It stands for Fix It Again, Tony. <laughs> yeah, so the boys have to line up. And before they line up, what is what is the, what is the things that they have to do in order to understand uh, the great spirit in the sky? What is his name? And they have to learn about his name. Oui, Matanye? Oui, Matanye. So it's about the the order of the straight arrow and how the great spirit Wimitani is going to be looking after them over the trip. Yeah. So the boys are getting loaded up in the car. They pop the clutch, get going down the road. And this shows them, I guess, in the next scene where, you know, got the got the wind in the hair. And you see Dale and Boomhauer riding around in a pickup truck. Yeah, and they drive next to them. The pants pulled down. Dale flashes them the pants down. <laughs> so they're kind of playing this I Spy game with uh, the name yeah. Wimitanye. So instead of saying I Spy, you know, kind of Simon Says kind of ish yep, yep. kind of thing. And they're like, Wimitanye, I see a Texas license plate, Wimitanye. Yeah, and this goes on for a solid 30 minutes before Hanks finally decides to invoke the 24 hours of silence. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they're they're rushing through traffic and everything. And next thing you know, you see rolling up um, Dale, Dale Gribble's uh, mooning the boys, yeah. you know. I see, I see Dale's uh, underpants, Wima Tanya, and that that's it. Hank's had enough. Pulled them all the way over to tell them about the order of straight air and how yeah. they have to have the vial of silence. So, Gives them some slim jims. Yeah. So the slim jims are just the uh, representation of the spirit sticks that they right. had when yeah. they were kids. So uh, Hank didn't want to do the stick thing or the twig thing where he would snap the twigs. Yeah, he's still a little sensitive from Twig Boy in the first episode. Yeah, I bet. So uh, I'll slim- snap you like a twig, you little twig boy. Yeah. So the slim gems would be uh, a bite each for each infraction that yep. they occur. For a total of five bites. Yeah, for a total of five bites. So um, Bill 
has a little rumbly in the tumbly. And Hank says, watch this, slams on the brakes. Oh, no, he pretends to be asleep. <laughs> or, yeah, pretends to be asleep's first one. <laughs> and Joseph's, Joseph's like, Mr. Hill, wake up! And he snatches it goes, that's like, a lesson. <laughs> that's a lesson, yeah. So Don't that's the... Never trust nobody. Yeah, so I think he calls them chaws instead of bites. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so with the first chaw, that, that was uh, Joseph. The next one... Bill's like that. That's pretty good. Try that again. I think that's where he slams on the brakes, and their yep. heads hit the back of the seat, and like ow. simultaneous, all four of them go ow. So that's like four more bites for Bill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then uh, he's like, um, he goes, "Anybody want a dollar?" And Bobby's like, "I do." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he's just shaking his head, you know, because his boys like taking more chews than the rest of them at this yeah. point. Yeah, so that would be useless, his boy, but I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was remembering that, and he was so competitive because you know he was a star quarterback in high school. Yeah, you know that his boy shouldn't be doing that. But the last, the last straw kind of happens, and it stays quiet for a little while, and they're just rolling down the road. And guess who shows up in the pickup truck? You know who it is? It's Boomhauer and Dale. It's Dale again with this freaking butt hanging out the window. Yeah. And of course, you know who has to point it out. Yeah, Bobby. Yep. Wimitanye. Uh, Dale's got his uh, seatbelt off Wimitanye, <laughs> but he's really late mooning him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby, you have one bite left. Yep. You won't get your, your badge for the Order of Straight Hero. Yeah, so he, he's he's pretty scorned, and this is where it cuts to commercial. Yep. And they're so, pulling into the uh, John Wayne State Park. Yeah, what's the significance of the John Wayne State Park? Is John Wayne a big Texan? I, I'm guessing so. It, I don't really. I didn't. I just saw because I have the clip up here playing, so I can like pull in the audio, and I just noticed the sign said John Wayne State yeah. Park. <laughs> yeah. So the Duke, after all, right? They were talking about Milker Whip earlier, and I'm thinking Duke, like Duke's mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Every time I hear Miracle Whip, I just think of the movie Undercover Brother because that's what they used to like turn. <laughs> Was Eddie Griffin? Yeah, well, Eddie Griffin. Yeah, Dave Chappelle was in that. He was the bad guy. Was he? Yeah, in Undercover Brother. Yeah, Gary Anthony Williams was the, was the smart brother. Yeah. I gotta go back and revisit that movie. It's been a minute since I've seen that. Yeah, I know. That's some 2000s humor for you. Yeah. So the, uh, the guys are pulling into camp, and there's a busload of what? Hippies. Hippies. So the voice of the, I would say the leader lady. Yeah, the you know, lead hippie. Lead hippie, you know, that doesn't shave her armpits or whatever. Yeah. And you get that Hank Hill, Whoa. you know, would it kill yeah. a tree if they wore a bra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. But it's something unique about the lady's voice. It sounds very close to Peggy's. And this is where you see that uh, some of the guys are voicing uh, seconds. Yeah. You know, uh, background extras. Let, let's play a, a little clip so people can hear it. Oh, yeah. Get some hacky sack. Thanks to our efforts, we have preserved the nesting areas for the Texas spotted owl, the snail darter, and the endangered whooping crane. And we eliminated 300 logging jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Also, this note, people. The brown herbal ecstasy is bad. 
Do not, I repeat, do not take the brown herbal ecstasy. Thank you all. Oh man, what kind of lefty hoot nanny is this? Look at that one bouncing around in front of God and everybody. <laughs> in front of God and Would everybody. Would it kill a tree if she wore a bra? <laughs> in front of God and everybody. I forgot about that part. And then uh, it foreshadows the whooping crane. Yeah. So pay attention to that. That'll show up later yep. as well. Then our next scene, uh, we see Peggy driving through the middle of nowhere like she's in Breaking Bad. Yeah. And she's in there with the radio. She can't find any radio stations. Which I'm guessing is a good sign for her. Yeah. I mean, she's almost there. Yeah, she's way out of town. So, cutting back to the boys, the boys have to stay silent. Yep. And Bobby's uh, very trusting about his dad because Joseph points out, and he's like, they're probably just telling us to be quiet so they can, you know, enjoy their peace and quiet. Yeah. And enjoy their weekend kind of thing. And Bobby's saying out loud, My, my dad wouldn't do that. <laughs> my dad wouldn't do that. And he goes, <gasps> And then he writes it exactly down that my dad wouldn't do that on a piece of paper. <laughs> so dense, man. Yeah. So you you see the four guys. They're not in the alley, but what they're toasting to? Women Tanya. Women Tanya. That's hilarious. Oh man, these drops are handy, man. That that's yeah, that's hilarious. Like um. So they're sitting around a campfire, and Hank says, while the campfire is burning, uh, it's okay to talk. But I love, I'm a, I just want to play this part right here, because it's Oh, makes God, me the laugh. speech? Yeah. Yeah. I am kicking elk. As long as the sacred fire is burning, the oath of silence is suspended. Thank you. Shut up, I'm talking here. <laughs> we of the Order of the Straight Arrow call upon the spirit Wamatanye protector of the sacred ground that brings us cool water to drink and energy efficient clean burning propane <laughs> gas for all our sacred heating and cooking needs. Wimatanya says respect the earth. She's ours by God. Our taxes paid for. <laughs> also uh, it says here you gotta love all her creatures. Uh, let's see. Oh here we go. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death you're going to recommend us to the spirit in the sky with Over liberty Green and Bob. justice for all. Wamatanya is with you and with Texas. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Boy, he was all over the place. <laughs> some Psalm 23, some spirit in the sky, some, you know, Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, and actually ended it in a prayer with amen and all that. Yeah, yeah. he was all over the place. I'm just like, you can talk now. All right, shut up. I'm All right. See, to me, that was that Mike Judge factor where kind of like it seemed a bit like Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, shut up, Beavis. <laughs> 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 yeah. So he he, he kind of loses that a little bit. So you can see that, you know, he impugns his characters very well. And you could kind of tell his voice with it. But um, they are preparing for their next battle to become the men of the spirit of the arrow and what is it it's the spirit bags because they got to do the snipe hunt and yep. what are snipes again well apparently it's a real bird it's a uh, small bird native to north america that's prized for its elusive and hard to kill nature which leads to the term snipe shooter, sniper for a sharpshooter 
Yeah. So, uh, and we always say that snipe really don't exist, but it actually ends up being yeah. a real bird. <laughs> Although my favorite snipe in the world, his name is Kevin. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Uh, no, but I was thinking uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no! From the movie Up, the bird, yeah, the from, crazy yeah. bird, Kevin. Yeah. That's he, he's a snipe. It, and it, you know, he's always got his mouth in the air. Yeah, yeah. I like when the old man's like, oh, God, "Get on out of here!" And the bird's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's the only song that uh, Rick Astley cannot give you. He cannot yeah. give you his copy of Up. Yep. No, he'll never give his up. Um, neither so, can um, uh, Barry White because he's never, never going to give you up. I'm never, ever going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with that deep voice he has. So uh, <clears throat> they're they're going over the, the, the spirit bags, and the spirit bags end up being... Uh, the old, old wife's old socks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, I don't know if that's gross or not, but these things are massive. Yeah, they're really <laughs> fucking big. I mean, that bitch must have had some cankles. <laughs> <laughs> so they get their sticks, their whooping sticks, and then they yep. get this phrase that they had to do to call the snipe called "woo loo loo woo yeah. loo." <laughs> so you know these idiots are out here going "woo loo loo" like yeah. all of them. And, it's, and it's so funny. The guys follow the kids out there into the brush, and as soon as they kind of get through the first row of thicket, they abruptly turn around and come back. And they're like, yeah, we'll go get him later. So. But Bobby uh, comes back. He caught a snipe, I think. Yeah, I think he really, because you hear this thud. Like, it was very prominent. Like, what was that? And Hank's like, what is that? And then next thing you know, Bobby's like, I got one. Yeah, here we go. They'll be out there another hour, then we'll go get them. (laughs) Boy, this takes me back. What the? What are you talking about? Oh my lord, that's a whooping crane. Hmm, there's only five of those left in the world. Well, four now. Then. <laughs> that's a whooping crane. A whooping crane. And then uh, Dale's, you know, being a statistician, you yep. know. There's only five of those. Well, four now. Well, four now. Yeah. <laughs> it actually cuts the commercial there. Um, yeah. And so the guys come back, and it shows the whooping crane beat around the campfire. So, and it repeats the same thing. Dale just said that there's only four now. And Bill speaks up and said, well, I guess we should consider ourselves lucky for even seeing one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dale starts to bail, actually, yeah. on this. Bill, get his, get his keys. Yep, get his keys. Dale's like, I don't know you, but... <laughs> you don't know who I am, but I know where you live. Except he's doing the opposite of this. He's like, I came on my own accord. Boomhauer and I, we drove here to yeah. play some hacky sack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. So he's backing out the whole ordeal, and Bill takes his keys, you know, because Hank's always the one in charge. Yeah, and Hank's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna handle this in the morning," and just drops it in a cooler. Yeah, so airtight lid in the cooler, you know. Yeah. Whooping crane, and it cuts to where Bobby has like this little remorseful moment, and is like, "I was just trying to do what my dad told me to do," kind of thing, and. I guess uh, Joseph's trying to console him on this one, but 
he was like, well, I guess we'll have to wait on the great Wimitanya to to show them what they have to do next. So they they all go down for the night. We uh, wake up with, with a beeping sound, and it's a park ranger who's tracking a whooping crane to within 10 feet of the campsite. Yeah, within 10 feet of the campsite. Sir, do you know what this is? Sir, I love how like the, the park ranger is like, so indefinite and very... Yeah. Every article he has to say is just commanding. <laughs> but um, I think you're trying to pull up the clip while he's I doing am. that. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, my favorite part's the boom hour part. That's what I'm gets... looking for right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts to drill Hank on this while you're pulling that up. Drilling Hank on this. Hank's smart enough to grab his boots and back up real slow, yep. like sits on right cooler. on the cooler. Yeah. And then as soon as he sits on the cooler, it tells him he's like, "There's no way that you know they even seen one because they're rare. They're a rare bird or whatever." Yep. You got that go. clip? And I guess I think I would have noticed something like that. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty rare, aren't they? Oh, yes. Very rare and beautiful. <laughs> Sir, do you know anything about this? Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, dude. One of them snap punch last night, man, with them stick in the bag, and they whack, whack, man. He'd go, woo-loo, talking about that big mistake, y'all. It's right there in that cooler. <laughs> well, if you do see anything, you can contact the ranger station. How about you boys? Well, yeah, we saw... Uh, they can't talk for 24 hours. <laughs> order of the straight arrow, you know? Gotcha. I was in the order myself. <laughs> uh, the straight arrow hasn't changed a bit since I was a boy. Dale's coming out butt naked. <sighs> we gotta get... <laughs> well, he's in his underwear, but all tied up and everything because he can't keep his trap shut either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I do like how he's very, like... Everything he says is really loud and like this, and very direct. And sir, <laughs> sir, he's very matter of the fact. Yeah, very yeah. matter of fact. Yeah, so you know, they're they're plausible deniability. They did not see yeah. something that they didn't see, and it should be very rare because they didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bobby's Bobby's like, we gotta we gotta get the spirit of this animal for Wimitanye, and yeah. he's like, we're gonna get it spirited in a dumpster behind Stucky's. <laughs> Yeah, so Stucky's is actually, I think, a barbecue joint in Texas. If yeah, it's I remember a real it. chain. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure. Uh, it's a, yeah, I think it's barbecue. Or it's, it's either or it's like, like a, uh, like well, a. <clears throat> there's Stucky's, some shit. Uh, Dickie's barbecue, Rudy's. There's like, there's a ton of them that have kind of that, I E Y or Y sound. Yeah. And they almost all sound like, but they're all great, man. Like every time I've been to Dallas or. Uh, Fort Worth or Houston or anywhere in Texas, I usually try to stop by one of those because, oh man, the brisket. That's what you need to go is get yeah. that Texas brisket. But uh, yeah, Every time I go to Texas, that brisket and I can tell you a, a pro tip here. If you're ever in Texas yeah. and you want good barbecue, when you walk in and they give you your plate of food, it should come with just plain white bread. Not toasted, not garlic, nothing. Just plain white bread. If it comes with that, you know it's going to be good. Oh yeah, and the fried okra. Fried okra is good. Also, like the Texas hot so- hot links, which is like the jalapeno cheddar sausage. Oh yeah, that is really good. I do know Dickies. You get free ice cream at oh, the nice. end of that. So you imagine like chugging down some like really thick brisket already yeah. sitting heavy on you, and they're like, yeah, now now you get a bowl of free ice cream. Yep. That's the way. <laughs> God bless America. Yeah, that's a nap <laughs> machine waiting to happen. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Bobby's night. Cooking this bird, he's actually prancing this bird around, trying to uh, evoke the spirit of Wibbentanye, and just waving this bird around. Hank's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, 
Yep, and of course the old hippie uh, lady sees him doing it. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, they got the whooping crane. <laughs> yeah, but um, she's trying to tell the, the officer, but he she's like, they also got a snipe. And he's like, that's not real. That's not real. And then like, the, there's like, there's no more snipe. And she was like, oh my god, how many more species have <laughs> <Yeah>. to suffer? <laughs> yeah, so it's always like some kind of ordeal with that. But with the guys, they're like trying to creep up out of there. So you see him like, you know, heads down, yeah, real laid quiet. back. He's like, shh. And then Bobby's stupid butt is literally hanging the whooping crate out the window going, yep. woo-loo, fly we free, bird. <laughs> we went to Well, meanwhile, during the B story, Peggy just pulled into a shoe store, um, Lubbock's Large Lady Shoes or something like that. Yeah, and she has this weird alias. So the guy at the store actually greets her by this alias and... Um, I think it's pretty funny because one of them's a guitar manufacturer. Yeah. It's like Gringo Ibanez or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so there's a... It's kind of kind of one of those places with all the goofy stuff on the walls. Yeah. Uh, one of them's a... Well, she's there. It's 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 a large woman's shoe store. Because she's buying, like, shoes for, for her. Because apparently we find out Peggy has large feet. Um, at Lubbock's Very Big Shoes. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, on the actual uh, walls of the store has pictures of other women with large feet, and one of them is Janet Reno. <laughs> so this is like before Lane Bryant. Yeah, yeah, but for feet. <laughs> yeah, but for feet, so... Uh, and, and then they, the guy, the, the salesman, has two of the guys help her carry her shoes out. And like... <laughs> yeah. Chop, chop, those guys really come to and go get the special ones that are in the back for, you know, sen- Senora Ibanez. E wide. Triple wide double E is like that. Oh yeah. It's it's just pretty funny. Like what I also don't understand is if it because it appears she goes to Mexico, but she's in Lubbock, which is also in Texas. Yeah, and I was thinking she drove out to El Paso the way that her journey was. Yeah. I don't know where Lubbock is in comparison to what I'm assuming they live near Dallas. Yeah, so Lubbock would be kind of northwest. Maybe going towards north of New Mexico and Oklahoma. Huh. Yeah, so I don't know. But uh but but yeah, Bobby back to the, the, the A plot here. Bobby does have the bird out of the window and the hippie chick sees him um while they're playing happy sack. They pull over on the side of the road and try to shove the bird into a drainage ditch. Like Yeah, pull over like to the culvert. culvert. Yeah, like a culvert out of the side of the pipe and it won't fit. <laughs> Uh, but this poor fucking bird is just laying like on the ground, like flopping neck around and everything. <laughs> um, uh, man, so you know, like the fun part was watching them speed off, like they, yeah. like they really committed a crime, kind of speed off. Yep. Um, and then uh, Bobby's like at the water, trying to put water on the bird, and like, Wee Matanye, please save this bird, Wee Matanye. Yeah, so he's flicking water on it and everything. The the ladies actually catch up to him, they're like. There he is. So, like, they're really trying to uh, bust Hank and the guys with the uh, the whole whooping crane thing. Because, yeah. you know, the crane wouldn't fit in the culvert and it wouldn't go in the, the buried hole. And so, guess who shows up? Mr. Uh, Dudley Do-Right, Park yep. Ranger. Without getting caught. There they are. Sir! You lied to me, you lied to this little boy, and 
I don't know what you did to this gentleman in his underwear. I'm going to have to take you into the ranger station. Son, hand me the bird body. I need it for evidence. It's a miracle. Well, I'll be damned. We matanya. I guess knocking a crane unconscious isn't a crime. Although it's probably not good for them. You're for <laughs> Dude, the it's probably not good for them. It's probably not good for them. The animation on that bird flying off is deadly yeah. accurate, man. It like, is. There was attention to detail there. Um, it literally like swoops out and does that little scoop and ducks his head. You know, they they spent a lot of frames on that animation. I would say. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so you know, Bobby's uh feeling, you know, feeling a little bit of remorse, but feeling you know quite joy that you know we Matanya had healed it, and yep. he's now a shaman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is? Does he say his head hurts or his back hurts? Yeah, so he's having one of them headaches, I guess, from all that stress that he'd be having. Yeah. you know, from hey, the Bob, boys. I can fix that for you. I can heal you. Yeah. <laughs> so you really don't see the hippie lady anymore or anything like that and um what you do see is that the the guys are really trying to wrap up there and you know had a great weekend and everything yep so you just kind of get that cold ending with the greg daniels mike judge black screen and when that starts it's actually a cold ending or what what do they call these yeah, uh, stingers. Stingers. Oh, okay, so it's cutting back to where uh, Peggy's got this mysterious box. Yep, and she's uh, she's chiseling off the size 16 to say size 6 on the bottom of her shoes. Yeah, so she actually pulls out her special file hidden, Yeah. you know, at, in a very discreet location, starts to whittle it out. And this and is th what we hear. Yeah. Well, welcome home, boys. Did you have fun? Huh, don't ask. How was your weekend? My, oh, same old, same old. Did you do some shopping? Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I bought a microwave. Boy, I tell you <laughs> what, this family goes through microwaves quicker than most people go through shoes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's... That's the fun stuff, man. So, like, quicker than people go through shoes, like, for a microwave. Like, would, would that pair of shoes cost as much as a microwave, I guess? Uh, maybe. Yeah, they are large. Quite large. A double E? That's, like, extra, extra wide, right? And size 16. And size 16. Golly, that's close to Shaq feet there. He's a size right. 24 or something. And it takes two men to carry them out, apparently. Yeah. We're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pull the music for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, refreshments, man. I've been listening to Banditos since the last episode. Everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. So meet me at the mission at midnight and bring me up here. Such a good song. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we actually added that to the, the Pantaloons of JSM's playlist. Yeah, I can't figure out how to add songs to that. I've been trying. I can't get it to bring up. It's like every time I bring it up, it goes to something else. 
Yeah, so I've been adding slowly adding Primus songs on there. I'm sure everybody's going to hate me on that one. Oh, I love it because uh, I'm a massive uh, Primus fan. So yeah, you got to thank Beavis and Butthead for that. I mean, you know, more Mike Judge influence. Yeah. And uh, that, that was, was the first place I saw Les. Yeah, and Mr. Crinkle was one of the first videos that I saw. He's wearing like a pig suit. Dude, that was such a freaky video and song. Yeah, he had the pig suit, and then they and that. Now I don't know if you ever watched the full video, but it's all done in one continuous shot. Yeah, so they pull in extras, and we're going to be talking a little bit about this video. I don't know if you're trying to pull it up while I'm talking about it, but this actual video shows them like in an abandoned warehouse, dimly lit with like a little, yeah, like a hobo fire or something nearby. It's always flickering, kind of the red and stuff in the background, so it kind of looks like there's like a campfire yeah, next to it. It's like an industrial loft type thing. Yeah, and uh, he's playing this huge double bass with yeah, a bow. Yeah, with, with a bow. Yeah. I mean, the dude's already nuts playing like a regular electric bass, yeah. but you know, he's playing this and dancing around like an idiot. Yeah, you here know? we go. I'll play this song- Mr. Crinkle for you. Yeah. It's seven minutes. get um, Tim Alexander dressed like uh, uh, Peter Chris playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> and Larry Lalonde looks like uh, um, I think he's supposed to be Alex Lifeson. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Everybody's in full costume. How are you today? He's got such a redneck voice, man. I love it. I know. But it's so funky. The the amount of clips, they have like the, uh, all the circus act. Yeah, it's like basically like Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) Yeah, but for rednecks. Yeah, with Primus. (laughs) (laughs) It's like if Cirque du Soleil and Primus got together. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's just some bonus content to go with your We Matanya episode. I think we should recommend a song every every episode. We'll just play a song that we like at the very end of the episode. Yeah. I think we still got to rate this episode as well, too, on our pay scale. Yeah. You know, to pay some bills here for Mike (laughs) Judge and Greg Daniels. Yeah. So on this one, there's a couple of catchphrases, We Matanya being one of them. And also, <laughs> you gotta say Wimitanye. Yeah, Wimitanye. You didn't say Wimitanye. <laughs> but uh, I don't think we said it enough. But that word sacred, you know. Yeah, sacred. I like it's very how they, sacred to my people. Yeah, you know, they take it serious, you know. Yep. Yeah, and, um, you know, they actually shout out to the voice actor at the end of the episode, very tail end of it. But, uh,. I think I'm going to start first, and it's very well written. It shows a very youthful um, event, and kind of a coming-of-age teenage boy type of life. It's not exactly like camp, you know, going off for a week of camp, but, you know, yeah. a little wild getaway for the weekend, and the boys are taunted by their own dads with some pranks. And it just goes to show that, you know, how gullible those little boys are to follow in their dad's footsteps. Because got... 
you know, guys like that honestly had to do the same thing with their dads, pulling pranks on them when they were kids. So it's just a family tradition. And uh, very wholesome. I'm going to give this one a, a B plus of how wholesome. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. It's got a lot of... um. A lot of fun, memorable things in it, but it's not one of like the episodes you like go back to and like rewatch over and over again. Um, I do like the Wayne Tanya's, like the the spirit sticks. I like shut up, <laughs> I'm talking. But uh, we can still tell we're finding our, our footing here. Um, remember, I remember this is a King of the Hill scale, so this is based upon other King of the Hill episodes, not mm-hmm. just like other TV. Um, I'd probably go somewhere in like a B minus range in this one. It's a good episode, but it's not one that I'm going to talk about forever. It didn't really have like any of those big quotes for me either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowhere near like some of the ones we've been using in our intros, but, uh, yeah, I did like the drops that you added, um, with it today. And yeah. had to add a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the fun play, you know, like for yep. doing podcasting is, keeping all those catchphrases. Honestly, the spirit of Wimitania was the only one that, that really kind of stuck out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I would have gave it a better pay scale if they had something that would be a little bit more memorable. Yeah, we don't got a that's my purse, uh, I know where you live. <laughs> um, you know, basically, if you're listening to the show, this is what you're getting. Mother of God, God it's all, all toilet, toilet sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the pilot episode was a lightning in a bottle, man. Like, there yeah. was so much to put in there. So, the yeah, this has been fun, man. Like, uh, recommended a song. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're, I think we should do that. We should just recommend a song on every episode. We'll pick one song randomly. It doesn't necessarily have to be King of the Hill related. And we'll just recommend it. And hopefully you like our, you like us, so you like what we're listening to. Yeah, and honestly, it's something that's uh, quotable uh, with the songs and everything. And they... To me, they've been memorable because of more of the less either Beavis or Butthead or King of the Hill or Office Space or, yep. you know, like any of the other Mike Judge stuff. So, with that. There's really we, only one thing left for us to do. Yeah. 